0: Quick, let me make sure I'm recording on the right thing. How about now? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay, cool. I actually just had to break and listen to that again to make sure that I wasn't recording on my speaker. But alas, we've made it. Anyway, uh, I do apologize if my stomach growls because I'm hungry. (laughs) I'm very hungry. And I just got out of bed and it's amazing. I have, I think in my sleep, I really do think in my sleep. Um, And so sometimes i wake up with these just really long, uh, really like extensive, like just thinking through several things at a time. And that's kind of scary, but it's, it's kind of um, enlightening because I don't know, like I said, like this journey, it's real and it's terrifying, but. This is, this is, this is my path. This is absolutely my path. So despite how terrifying um, this journey that I'm on is, I still be wanting to hop on and talk to y'all. So greetings, greetings. Uh, Welcome to today's session with me, where I make an effort to dive a little deeper into a topic discussed on a previous episode. Um, and and during this previous episode, I introduced this very personal journey about military transition uh, and access. And you know, during that episode, I discussed my military transition and that I'm kind condo- of currently undergoing. You know, some of the things that I've realized about myself and and how I aim to change that for the better. Uh, it's a whole mouthful, but like if you haven't listened to that episode, I would really suggest that you. Go and peep that one out before you start listening to this one. But either way, welcome to or welcome back to my corner. Oh, man. So the inspiration for today's episode, it came from a conversation that I was having with some good friends of mine. just reflecting on the last episode because as you know like usually at the end of every episode i beg people like hey let me know what you're thinking let me know what you're thinking and i actually of course was having this conversation with some of my friends so you know first of all i love it how when you talk to certain people your mind just like opens up to new these like new things and you can immediately see things from a different perspective which you know of course i've said it before i think it's very important that you you know, make an effort to um, just really deal with the alternate perspective. Um, And one of my friends actually said, you know, you know, oh, man, it's so ironic. Like you're talking about not giving people access Um, because that's that's how the episode ended. Uh, for those of you who of course listen to it uh, and she was like, yeah, like you're talking about like not giving people access, but you're broadcasting an episode and literally giving people access <laughs> uh, so she didn't say it in a bad way, but you know, I thought it was interesting. so I wanted to like I said at first like hop back on here and just delve a little deeper into this notion of where access came from and why at the time it seemed like a necess- like it seemed like a necessity for survival in uh, mentorship. <clears throat> And that's where I came up with the notion for today's episode, tweaking for inspiration. Um, I personally think it sounds cool, but uh, again, it also provides more context for what I meant when I said access. Um, So, you know, tweaking for inspiration. I think that is a direct reference to my former self. As an art student, um, and how during that time I was rooted, you know, in the need for creative outlet um, and inspiration, and how you know in the military that just really wasn't a thing, like not not so much. Um, and as an art student, of course, you know, studying amongst artists uh, and, and musicians, you know. Being around people who are, you know, walking in their purpose and you know, full of creativity and you know, being exposed to talented people, and there was literally no lack of inspiration in that environment. You know, I found the inspiration that I needed, and, and really just that acknowledgement in my peers, um, and in, in instructors, and it was just really reassuring um, to feel that on a consistent basis, right? Uh, So, like, flash forward, joining the military, there's this huge, huge, huge lack of it. Huge. Um, And generally speaking, when I think about how I've been inspired by people, um, I'm generally inspired by people for very specific things. Um, So just an example Um, Like literally, I made friends in college because of like natural hair. (laughs) Like I was driven to these people and inspired by them because they had natural hair. I I, uh, actually in 2012, I just cut my hair off you know and went natural and you know seeing these black uh women who embrace their natural hair journey as well as you know myself like it just aligned you know our interests to a certain degree and honestly you know it's even something as small as that even something as it's small um, and minuscule. You might think, oh, like you make friends because of hair. Like you can connect with people for a lot of different reasons. And like, literally I I gravitated to these people for that reason. And these women are actually still, you know, some of my really, really good, really good friends uh, today. So again, you know, there's this draw that I have to, specific things certain things depending on what my journey is uh just what my what my journey is what 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 path i'm on so as i reflect on my military experience i can say of course again that there was nearly a complete lack of inspiration uh, for things that I was normally drawn to. And for this, I'm not talking about like, oh, natural hair. Like, yes, of course, there are people in the military who have natural hair. But I mean, you know, just that deep-seated, like, this is an environment where you really can be who you are um, and, and you'll be embraced in your uniqueness. Um, that, that's more so what, what I'm getting at. That being said, you know, I think that, you know, me being in an environment where I needed You know, some level of inspiration that will really drive and motivate me um, to, you know, just feel, feel, I don't want to say welcome, but just feel like, yeah, like this is where I need to be. Um, I didn't have that. I didn't have that. And I think that that's where my interpretation of things begin to skew which of course, you know, led to this wide open lens of people having access to me um, as I was searching for what made sense. Hopefully that concept makes sense because you're going to need to understand that concept to, to understand the point that I'm trying to get at. You know, it's like I was trying to fill this void with something, anything that could be a semblance to my natural instinct. And thus we have today's episode tweaking for inspiration (laughs) you know the first time i heard the word tweaking i was in tech school uh just finished up bmt was in tech school and of course when you're in the military you meet people from literally all over the place uh i'm originally from arkansas so you know meeting people from new york meeting people from I don't know, Kansas, Philly, Louisiana, you know, like I've been to some of these places, but never really had the opportunity to intimately know um, people and, you know, just have exposure to, you know, the cultures in these different areas, um, you know. So, like, uh, what is it, a colleague of mine, his name was Frank, uh, and... I remember he would say like foot like you you tweaking like what what are you doing, and honestly in hindsight I thought it was funny because you know he's from Philly he's got this accent I'm like oh my god I, this is so cool, <laughs> uh, but in hindsight like I think of it now as a representation you know just hearing that phrase like oh man you tweaking like you weird like I'm thinking about that now about like how abnormal I was. Um, In this again very structured environment i was like silly and i had ideas and i was weird and whatever like i was the only pescatarian in my flight and i would get so so pissed when there was not a fish option and that would literally just like ruin my night and i would be so consumed by it and people would be like what like calm down it's just food i'm like bro like no like i was just very very different and Acknowledging that, you know, in my past, it's like I had all these roadblocks, like, God, this thing I can't get, this thing I can't get. And like, it's just a collective of just not being inspired, being underwhelmed, <laughs> not feeling reciprocated in the ways that I needed to. And, you know, I just want to say, like, I'm not trying to shit on the military, but certainly and the military is not it's not for everybody and as i sit here now and i think about this entire experience um, a lyric from one of my favorite artists moses sumney lovely i actually had the opportunity to see him in concert he's amazing uh one of his lyrics actually comes to mind and it goes uh funny how a stomach unfed seems satisfied because it's swelling, swollen and if you don't know what that means, it means that, you know, we have this perception of people, uh, but that's not often reality. And I remember hearing this lyric thinking, ooh, that's kind of cool. Because, you know, you see, you know, like the, the the little kids on TV and, you know, they'll say like, oh, man, this kid is starving. And you'd be like, well, I remember seeing it growing up thinking, well, they, they barely look kind of full. Um, so, yeah, like. You, you have this perception, but it's, it's not reality. Um, and the military, uh, I say that because the military is often associated with having everything that you need, you know, food, housing, money, stability. And it can be that. Uh, again, I'm not knocking, you know, who joins the military because they need these types of things. <clears throat> um, my daddy, uh, he would actually talk about the military and how it provided an entire life for him. Um, And, you know, he always encouraged me to join growing up. I honestly thought he was insane and like, why? Like, no, not going to do it. Not even listening because you crazy and why I'm about to do that. But he really always he really always talked about, you know, the military uh, and just again, you know, providing that that real life stability. Like he really advocated for the three square meals and a roof. <laughs> um, and, you know, thinking about that, like, of course, a black man coming up in the fifties may have a completely different set of needs, um, completely different set of needs. Uh, and I mean, of course I'm privileged to, you know, think beyond uh, this kind of, this kind of frame of thinking, right? Like this literally is a reference to like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, like using this ideology, you know, all of the survival needs are listed at the bottom, you know, meaning that it's more important and the things that pertain to the quality of life are closer at the top. Again, my daddy really advocated for me to join the military for these reasons. As I've already said, you know, food and shelter, these things are definitely at the bottom definitely at the bottom. So again, you know, a black man coming up in the fifties, you know, and of course he's poor, you know, um, I, I grew up not in poverty, but, um, I grew up, you know, in a, in a middle-class, um, uh, environment, you know, where I had access to things. So, you know, his need is, is definitely, uh, very, very different from, from mine. Um, cause what I'm talking about, you know, not getting inspiration, you know, not feeling as though this is where i'm supposed to be what i'm talking about in terms of um you know just access is, is self-actualization um and how that concept at least for me is is closer to the bottom of my personal pyramid than the top like thinking about the the hierarchy of needs so you know i'm not saying that i don't require food but i need to feel that satisfaction you know, that inspiration. And if not, you know, I'm, I'm looking for it. I am looking for it. Um, so just to kind of frame it in context, like here I am with this desperate need for this, this self-actualization and I'm trying to, to feel it, you know, I'm trying to really, really get what I need, um, while enlisted, but I'm going about it in completely the wrong ways. And I can say that with so much confidence now, um, I have not been, uh, I've been on permissive TDY, uh, I've been interning um, it, with a with a civilian uh, company, because of course I'm separating, it's called the Skill Bridge Program, which amazing program. Um, uh, and so, you know, that really gave me the opportunity to, again, you know, realize some things about myself and realize, you know, like, wow, like how much access have you given, you know, to to people and things trying to figure out what life is, what life is supposed to be. And I think that we all kind of undergo this experience to a certain point. Um, I'm just realizing now, like, okay, you know, I, I, I need to... <laughs> You know, yes, you need this thing, uh, but you you can't take the criticism from absolutely everybody. You have to talk to people and and surround yourself with people if you can whose purpose aligns with yours. Um, so that's really what I'm trying to get at when I mention access. It's it's not a matter of me sharing with other people, as my friend mentioned earlier. It's about experiencing. You know such an inspirational deficit and in, and again allowing myself to be informed correctly um so no cap like if i can again just kind of frame this in a, in a scenario the most vivid example that i can think of <laughs> uh is is an interaction that i had with one of my superiors uh, and again not trying to throw nobody under the bus i'm just you know i, I want to be very clear uh, about what i mean uh and in this context my superior you know very smart person very admirable leader uh, and i sought out this person for pursuing higher education because at the time you know I'm, I'm finishing up my mba and i'm very strongly considering a phd now i know all over the place right so uh, again context I, I graduated with my BFA, and I was feeling like, ooh, I'm gonna go get a history degree because I make this artwork that's informed by history, and I'm just gonna be a badass bitch. And then I see the numbers, I see how much things cost, and then I'm like, bro, I don't want to pay all that money. So I've started thinking of ways, you know, to to just, you know, go to school, have access to things, but you know, not fall into debt. So, I mean, that was my first train of thought, going into the military, got slotted into healthcare, and now I'm thinking, oh, maybe I could be a healthcare administrator. Mm, what about public health? Mm, what about a PhD in management? Because mm, I'm doing the MBA. Mm, that would make sense. Like, I'm trying to literally plug and chug my life. Um, and so at, 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 at the time that this conversation was happening, I was very strongly considering a PhD and a PhD in what, like I said, management, but I didn't really know. I did not know really. And honestly, that should have been a red flag, but I set this meeting up to discuss again, what at the time was my inspiration. Um, So, you know, the meeting began and that person that I was talking to, you know, immediately dove into what they thought I was capable of, which literally, was me being, like, an astrophysicist, anesthesiologist, like, president, and, girl, like, a whole bunch of other things. Like, it was, it that was really something. <laughs> really something. Like, started off the meeting, it's like, yeah, you know, I, I, I know you can do a PhD, but I, I, I want to see you be an astrophysicist. I want to see you fly to the moon. And I'm just like, I don't know if you're being, like, real art like what what is this conversation what is it uh, and, and to be honest my questions about higher education were never directly addressed and I left the meeting feeling again super confused super confused um and but you know here here's the thing though here's the thing about like interactions with people and again just the alternate perspective as I, as I referenced earlier you know I would say this meeting it, it really did two things for me And it's crazy, again, how you learn things in life because it's really a journey. This meeting, though it confused the shit out of me, it did two things. One, it gave me insight into how I viewed myself and how I hadn't necessarily considered the full range of possibilities, which is ironic when you're talking about a Ph.D because it's literally a terminal degree that says a lot about a person's qualifications and a person's background. But when I say full range of possibilities, I really mean like you can do and you can be anything that you want. Like you're not bound. And it's crazy how fundamental it is to, you know, believe that you can literally be anything that you want. But I hadn't realized that I honestly hadn't thought out, like, I hadn't thought about the things that I could do outside of a certain context. Like, I is I realized in that moment, like, man, you really do box yourself in. Like, you really do box yourself in. You really do. You're trying to make yourself fit, you know? And that, again, is kind of the, the tip of the iceberg. So, you know, even though, again, I was confused, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, yeah, like, I really can be what I want to be. Like, why are you so scared? Why are you so scared? Like, where is all this fear coming from? Who told you that you weren't going to be okay? Like, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. So again, that was the first thing. (laughs) Um, But I would say, you know, the second thing that it did for me um, is really, it, it was an opportunity for me to form my definition, my personal definition of what I consider a good mentor to be. Now, obviously... You know this meeting demonstrated that you should not necessarily look to people as mentor just because they're accomplished and smart like that's a piece of it uh but it, it again it's only a piece you know i'm sitting here in this meeting and i'm like wow like i honestly thought that this was going to be a good conversation and it just it just it, it wasn't <laughs> like purely purely referencing like the con like the conversation itself like this is how the conversation like it was not, it was not a good conversation. So, you know, it, it just made me think like, man, you know, when you're looking for a mentor or when I'm looking for a mentor, what it, what am I looking for? What am I looking for? And I think that this, you know, definition is, it's definitely more important to me. Um, but again, sharing it, like when you're looking for a mentor, again, you can't just, you can't just put so much, put so much, um, Hoping and people who are just accomplished and smart. Like, it's got to be a person, you know, who pushes you, you know, they, they push you, um, but also a person that respects your boundaries as well. You know, like you, you, when you're growing, it's a very uncomfortable process, but, you know, there are certain things I think that pushing too far uh, applying too much pressure, it can be counterproductive. Um, and as a person who literally puts so much pressure on themselves, I can speak to that, you know, counterproductivity. like, yeah, that's just, it's just not great. So, you know, you want somebody to push you, but you want somebody to respect your boundaries. You want um, also, you know, to, to have a person as a mentor, this person should inspire you, like inspire you again, Tweaking for inspiration, like that's that's got to be in there, right? Like, so you want this person to inspire you, either by action or by speech. You know, you you want to you know open yourself up to a person who, literally, doing the things that you want to do, or or have knowledge, information, you know, in real time, real time. Uh, I think that that is really important. Because you find yourself talking to people, oh, I wish, wish, uh, shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know, like, "Ah, we need some real time. We need some receipts. (laughs) So, like, literally, either by action or speech, real time. Uh, And the third thing for, you know, mentorship I think is important is you also want a person who listens to you um, and and doesn't just merely project uh, because that's important as well. Again, you know, people can only offer their own perspectives. Uh, but in an effort to to help anyone along the way, you have to be willing to listen to them. Uh, because if you don't listen to them and you just offer your advice, you this is how I would do it. And it's like, okay, congratulations, I'm not you. Let's have a conversation. Let's move the conversation forward. Let's push these boundaries. So again, three things, you know. I these are the things that I discovered about mentorship for myself. You know, you you want someone who, again, not just smart. You know, you want someone who pushes your boundaries. You want this person to inspire you. You want someone who listens to you. And again, unfortunately, you know, this meeting that I was sitting in, it was a projection. (laughs) It was a projection. I didn't feel like this person was listening you know uh but hey it's a learning experience it's a learning experience um and for me you know someone who embodies these ideals you know if if a person that you're talking to you know if they don't embody your definition of what mentorship should be like they shouldn't have access to you like it, it just it just really is that simple it really is um and, you know, what I continue to say to myself and, and for anyone who's also on a path of discovery, you've got to be real with yourself, like really, really real. And sometimes the reality, again, like I said at the beginning of this episode, it's so scary. It's so scary, you know, but you just you got to you got to do it. You have to do it. Just say the realest thing to yourself in your head and just sit with that. Just sit with that and unpack like how, how does that make you feel? How does that make you feel and all of these things that i'm saying right now i had not done that i had not done that and i had not come to a point where i can say things with with confidence you know i used the people around me you know these are the the most convenient resource um But, you know, I had to be real and acknowledge that I wanted to do something, want to do something, and want to be something that I did not see in my immediate circle. Um, I've actually, you know, been talking to different people who, again, are doing the things that I want to do, but who also have prior military experience. And and one man, he said to me, he was like, you know what, you got to break that circle completely. And, and honestly, there's there's so much encouragement to, you know, lean into, you know, your veteran community, lean into it, lean into it. But what you got to understand, or what I'm, I'm learning to understand, is that the military is an entire structure. Um, and even for some people who, like myself, are getting out, you know, it's like how many people are actually taking... You know their military separation or their military retirement as an opportunity to rebuild yourself to rebuild yourself and completely break free of the things that you were you know because a lot of people in my in my uh experience they just stay in the military because they just stay in you know they have a 20-year career that they don't like they don't enjoy they just do it because it makes sense because they have kids because it's hard out here um, for all these very real reasons. Um, and so, even sometimes that I've seen in transition, like people aren't necessarily trying to rebuild themselves in a way, you know, that really speaks to what their personal values are, what their wildest dreams are, what they can actually see themselves doing and enjoy. Um, in my experience, it's always just kind of like, Just get a job have a job have a job have a job and it's like i get that i really do but that's just not for everybody so you know this man was like yeah you you gotta break free from that mentality you gotta completely change your circle up you gotta talk again you know to the people who are doing things in real time and so i found that to be really really valuable information and again it's a journey, you know. Granting myself access to think more freely, to reconnect with the right people, and do the things that can lead me down the path that best suits me, me, Kaylin. So yes, I am purging my entire life right now, my whole life. Maybe not my whole whole life, but you know. Again, I I will leave you with this, and uh, once again, you know. This information is coming from people that I truly admire. Um, Please don't be as I have been and I'm fighting not to be paralyzed by indecision. And that's really powerful. It's really powerful. Don't be paralyzed by indecision. Stick to the thing that you know you're supposed to be doing. like In your deepest, deepest heart of hearts, if if the world stopped today what would you be doing what would you be doing ask yourself that question what would you be doing and really sit with that really sit with that and do that thing don't be paralyzed by indecision that's something that I'm I'm really you know trying to wrap my head around because you can make so many especially for you know creative people like you, you can make so many uh, missteps trying to figure out how to best be functional. You know, like, oh, you know, because you always hear like creative people like, ah, that's useless, pointless. But literally when the world stopped, when COVID stopped, people turned to the creative arts without even realizing it. You turn to the things that you enjoy the most. You turn to the things that make you happy the most because you need it. Because it's there, and it it's literally always been there. So, you know, don't be paralyzed by a decision. Uh, and I will leave you with that. I will leave you with that. So, uh, it's morning for me, so I'm gonna go carry on with my day. But again, just want to hop on here and share the things that I'm finding to be of supreme value. Supreme value. Uh, and, you know, as always, as always, I say this. I say this. Please do three things for me. Do three things for me. Go read a book. Get out of denial and be humble. Haha. All right. Now, y'all, uh, I will talk to you next time.